Well, back in 2014, the historic Royal Edinburgh Tattoo hosted an extraordinary combination, a kapahaka group meeting traditional pipes and drums and a number called Kagrongo. It went down a storm. Well, you get the picture, eight years on, 2022 is the year of the tartan. It's also the 50th anniversary of the delivery of Te Pitihana Reo Māori to Parliament, demanding the recognition of Te Reo. So it's perfect timing for artist Mitchell Manuel, who's about to open an exhibition of work in Scotland called Woven Identities. In it, he brings together tartan and kōru, celebrating his Scottish Māori mixed ancestry. More broadly, though, he's also exploring the cultural connections between Māori and Scottish people through the centuries. Do take a look at the images of his fusion tartans on our webpage, rnz.co.au. They are stunning. Mitchell, when I was reading your your lineage, your whakapapa, Cook Island, Māori, Tahitian, Portuguese and Scottish, where yes. does the Scottish part fit in this? I mean, um, how, how aware of you were you? great-grandfather, uh, George Uther Brown, um, was originally from Adelaide. He made, married a Cook Island woman called Tapiki, um, sorry, Rākiki Tepuki. And um, they had about a dozen kids. Quite a lot. They certainly went forth and multiplied. And um, I come down through one of those, um, through those kids. Uh, Mama Maggie, we refer to her as, um, who's my grandmother. So she's a brown on that side. How aware of the Scottish lineage were you? Got a lot of lineages there to be aware of and to pay um, to. I would. I wish I could lie and say uh, it was since of my birth. But no, um, it has been more of a recent thing, probably the last five, ten years. I've become a lot more interested in my um, my my Gaelic or Gaels Papa, and then more recently the the Tartan Kuru exhibition, which is uh, about to launch in about a week or so. When you were thinking about the Scottish culture, the Māori culture, are there more that unite them? Do you think than separate them? This particular exhibition is about the the acknowledgement of our shared um, ancestry, our Gaels and our Māori ancestry. I think it's more of a celebration. I think it's more of a, um, a positive celebration of the art and our combined, you know, histories. I mean, it's supposedly there's over a million Scots in New Zealand, um, according to Wikipedia. Thousands and thousands of Maori families have been have Gales ancestry. So, what's not to like? <laughs> <laughs> what about the history? Also, I mean, you have the clans and the iwi. You have that kind of. You know, bloody battle to try and hold on to land, to try and hold on to culture. I mean, I, I do see similarities there also. This has a, a very distant history. I mean, if you go back to the Battle of Culloden in 1746, uh, when Bonnie Prince Charles was fighting against the English, um, the Duke of Cumberland, and then during that year you had the, the Dress Act and the Prescription Act, uh, which prohibited Scots from wearing tartans, kilts, playing bagpipes and speaking Gaelic. So tens of thousands of Scots left Scotland from the Highlands and the Lowlands because they couldn't actually own land, couldn't live there. Um, Sounding very familiar, isn't it? Yes, it does. And then if you go further after that, you have um, Captain James Cook who came to New Zealand to um, what is now Poverty Bay in 1769. Allegedly, 12% of his his crew were Scottish. 
Then you have the Treaty of Waitangi, which cements the partnership with the Crown, but it also cements the um, the gales in living here in New Zealand. You know, a pact between the Crown and Māori, but also these minorities, if you can call them that at the time, uh, were able to live here, um, knowing that the treaty would be some protection for them as well as for Māori. And then you have um, you know, Hana Tehemara, who 50 years ago was um, wanting to instigate te reo being brought back into our society uh, with a petition of 33,000 uh, signatures, Māori and Pākehā. That was immense, of immense um, change in what we now know as um, Te Reo Tawiki, which is this week. And now we have 2022, which is 200 years since Edinburgh when um, Walter Scott was, Sir Walter Scott, sorry, introduced Tartan back into Scottish society. And now we have the Year of the Tartan and Year of the Stories, which happens to fit into the exhibition in the Smith in Stirling, Scotland. It's perfect, isn't it? I was just thinking with the tartan, are there sensitivities around the use of it? I mean, I know from the Māori perspective, you know, we're very aware, aren't we, of of appropriating of Māori culture um, and aspects of it. So when you're using tartans, Mitch, how did you, how did you approach well, it? Well, I've been working with about uh, 25 Māori families, and uh, one of the things that um, there was obviously commonality was their Scottish heritage, their clan name, and the tartan that, that they particularly belong to. So working in conjunction with these families, um, their stories, um, the type of tartan that they remember as children or that they believe they claim heritage to, the idea was to use that as a framework for the art and then use a deconstructed, reconstructed kōru or kōwhaiwhai as a means to sort of tie in the stories of the Scots arriving in New Zealand to things like uh, punga or kōru or any type of symbol that um, combines both our histories and hopefully in a very aesthetic and pleasing way. And I hope, I hope people love the art that's, that's going to be exhibited there. Now, you've been thinking about working with kōru for some time in your, in your work, in your, in your day job kind of work, but what made that, of all the symbols that you could have chosen, the, the right one for this project? Well, um, I had an epiphany with kōru, as I did again with um, Tartan as I came to rediscover it, and I believe that uh, kōru is related to things like Fibonacci, which is the nature um, aspect, which is God's principle of, of what nature should be, um, and its replication and it's also a um, parallel to life, the seasons repeating, death, uh, life. I thought the kōru was the best way to represent Māori art in this particular sense. But as I said, it was a deconstructed, reconstructed version. They're not particularly um, traditional as such. Um, and I've tried to weave these stories in with, with small paragraphs and descriptions of the art. And um, the Smith, since last night I had a Zoom meeting with them, um, we're very happy with what we've come up with and um, um, they're very excited about the exhibition. They've already got the canvas prints all ready to go up. I might get you to describe for listeners a feeling for how you've brought these tartans and kōru together. What we have in terms of the tartan is a, a simply linear uh, designs. What we have with the kōru are symmetrical designs. So it's a meeting of curved symmetry with straight lines, which I think complements the design structures. I've used Fibonacci numbers in a number of ways. The lines are eight point, some of the other widths are five points, and use Fibonacci numbers wherever I can to 
hopefully, um, you know, if I'm lost for a, for a figure or a number, each uh, frame has a particular sequence that's part of the Fibonacci sequence. It's something that um, I've tried to create with some depth and some clarity and some um, some history that I hope Scots and uh, Māori respond to, but not only that, but other Europeans and other other cultures actually respond to this particular art form and how it's been created. Would you like to show the works here also? Definitely. Um, I have uh, about four uh, galleries around New Zealand that would like to consider a proposal I've already sent through. I can't name them right now. Mitch, would you have even thought about this if you didn't have Scottish heritage? No, um... It's very difficult to think that I would be still in love with this idea had I not had Scottish ancestry. But because I do, I'm trying to do the best job as I possibly can um, to not only um, encourage my families to learn about Tartan, but also to um, enjoy and celebrate our shared history. Have you created a work for the brown whanau? Yep. yep. What does it look like? Yeah, um, I have a brown um, tartan design, which is part of the uh, exhibition. Actually based on a, a Bannockburn bassinet. Heather Carroll, who's organising this particular exhibition over there, could see the resemblance in the, the design structure that I made. So, there, yeah, there are lots, there's references to Scottish history and the actual tartan itself. Uh, and it's just trying to get a, a, an equal balance with the... Um, the Māori imagery which I'm incorporating into the actual designs. All of the colours are based only on the tartans, and there's a restriction and limitation to what I can use. For example, the Campbells have three colours. They have red, black and green, which are the black watch. And so therefore their uh, tartan is restricted by three colours in the design that I've created for them. So no uh, designs go outside the colours that are actually in the tartans. I'm restricted to those colours, and I think it's important to keep to those colours because those colours are uh, relative to the clans, relative to the areas, and um, and there's a huge history that goes back to you know the Battle of Bannockburn, Culloden, uh, as we spoke. So I'm trying to keep it historical, but I'm also trying to create something that people will uh, will embrace and enjoy. How did you come to the attention of the Smith Museum and Gallery all the way over in Stirling? I quite simply emailed the top 12 galleries or 10 galleries in, in Scotland and I just emailed them. Said, so you had these. the concept? Yeah, I had the concept. Yeah. I, had the, I, had a, I had a certain number of um, pieces finished and said, look, would you like to have an exhibition over there? And so um, it was as simple as that. And um, a number of them responded, but the Smith, they came back very quickly and they just couldn't believe this gift that had fallen out of the sky for them. Because um, the other things that are on display there are Bannockburn... Tartans, post-1822, Bannockburn was an area where there was a lot of tartans that were uh, started to be made. So a lot of the recent tartans that we see, these vibrant, beautiful colours, are actually being made in Bannockburn and other different parts of um, Scotland. They're more of a recent addition to the tartan structure that we are aware of. Now, now they also have um, some taonga, Māori taonga, some kete that are papahu and a a, uh, wakahuya. In their own collection? Yes. Um, which um, I've had a um, a cultural um, advisor, Hannah Buchanan, who's I've been working with, uh, where we've been investigating it's their their history, where they got them from, and things like that. But as um, a lot of art has been known to happen, um, for example, with Te Papa, a lot of the the vintage 
uh, Māori art has no names, have no origin, and they they do exhibit a lot of these items, but you, you can a number of these items have no uh, known origin. So they must be very keen to to find out. Uh, they are. You know, um, I mean, they've never them. spoken to anybody that spoke. I mean, we did a karakia and a uh, karanga last night on a Zoom. We wanted to bless these objects that were going to be used during the exhibition. Do you feel comfortable? Can I ask you, do you feel comfortable with them being used in the exhibition? Uh, I do, because technically it's their property. We don't know whether the tonga were procured in, in what way, in what fashion, and I think it's it's it would be very harsh or to have a particular viewpoint when I, I'm quite ignorant as to where the origins of these tonga come from. But some members of Te Papa have been advised about these items. There's been a list. And um, I'm hoping that um, during or after the exhibition that Te Papa would be interested in engaging with um, the Smith in the very near future. Possible repatriation? Yes. Will you continue your investigation, Mitch, of this relationship that you've created between or existed between Tart and, and Koru? I will definitely um, explore it more. Um, I mean, I've got a number of images that, that I can use um, for other things in the future, like future exhibitions. Um, I'd like to explore it more. I'd like to see if there's some way I can push Tartans and Koru more in a different type of medium. You really love the Tartan. I do. You, it's it's, hey? um, it's quite beautiful and um, the history is really amazing. And once you get involved in it, then you realise there's more to it than just pretty beautiful lines which people wear as kilts or blankets or um, as an adornment. By doing that also, you learn more about the Scottish history, uh, which I happen to be you know, part of in some small way at least. Mitch Manuel's exhibition, Woven Identities, opens on Wednesday at the Smith Art Gallery and Museum in Stirling in Scotland.